0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Chamber Chat Live, brought to you by the Tri-County Chamber of Commerce, dedicated to building communities, creating connections, and supporting commerce. Special thanks to our sponsor, Tim Hillard and Ben Exchange, as well as our host, Bill Vitella, representing the Victory Bank. And now, on to our program. Hi everybody and welcome into this episode of Chamber Chat Live. My name is Bill Vitiello. I'm the Institutional and Business Development Manager with the Victory Bank. You're in Chamber Chat Live from the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce being syndicated to so many other pages around, too many to list, I won't name them at the moment. (laughs) But uh, thank you again for joining, greatly appreciate it. There's a few people we need to thank here before we begin. We'd like to thank Drew Griffin from Delicious Marketing. He is doing all the behind the scenes and getting us hooked up and being able to stream live here on Facebook. So, thank you, Drew. Greatly appreciated. We'd like to thank uh, Danielle and Eileen from the Tri County Area Chamber of Commerce, keeping all of our guests scheduled and all the back office stuff in line. So, greatly appreciated. Thank you as well. We'd like to thank Tim Hillard from Simply PEO. Simply PEO. Uh, handles payroll, workers' compensation, and human resources support to businesses. They are the employer's champ. So thank you to Simply PEO. And finally, thank you to the students at the Montgomery County Community College Communication Studies Program who did that wonderful intro. So my guest today is the Director of Corporate Sales and Sponsorships from the Santander Arena, Tammy Doms. Welcome to Chamber Chat Live. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. I feel like it's it's been forever and a day uh since we've seen each other. And I was just telling my wife, because we were at the last chamber event, and she goes, Do you believe she's like it's almost been a year since then? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's so how it's, you doing? How was how everything?
1: Good. You know, we're we're doing what we can in, in light of the situation. We're kind of with everyone else, um, kind of in this this holding pattern to see what's coming down the pike and um, you know, our industry was the first to shut down. We'll be the last to reopen, but we're just trying to keep a positive attitude and look ahead with, you know, with as much optimism as we can.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I know this is, look, it's affected everybody. I mean, I, I want nothing more than to go out and see a live sports event right now. And I think others are probably looking forward to doing the same, um, but they can't at the moment. So, you know, until we have that opportunity... Uh, we can only relive the past and hopefully look forward to the future. Um, exactly. So, so knowing what I know about you and the Santander Arena and the Reading Royals, um, can you give us a little bit about your background first, please? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, so believe it or not, I've been with the arena for eight years now. Um, I started in 2012 um, part-time in the box office and uh, slowly worked my way into sales I, I kind of joke that the former director of sales kept nudging me closer and closer into the sales department and I kept saying no nah, I'm not I don't know if I have an interest in that and um, you know and then then I started doing sales for the arena side uh, my background is in theater so you know doing stuff for the performing arts center was was really in my wheelhouse and then you know fast forward that same director of sales kept nudging me again and said, you should come over to the Royal side. You should, you should do some stuff in sports. And I said, no, I don't, I don't really do sports. It's not my thing. I don't really know it. And the more I really got involved, the more I realized that what we put on the ice and, and in the stands during a hockey game is just one big production. So there's so much similarity from my background in performing arts to what we do. And we do just, you know, a minor league hockey game is one big production and I didn't realize it standing on the, you know, on the outside looking in. So, um, this past March was my first (laughs) parlay into the Royals family officially. So, um, I got promoted on March 9th and we canceled our season on March 12th. (laughs) So, so it's been an interesting uh, few months, kind of, you know, like I said, I've been with the company for a long time. So I know all the partners that we have, I know the basics, but um, it was really an interesting time to to jump in headfirst.
0: Well, congratulations on your promotion. And we will yeah. talk about the uh, the Reading Royals um, games in just a moment here. But okay. for those who are not familiar, where is the Santander Arena, please?
1: Sure. So we are located downtown in Reading at 700 Penn Street, um, right across from the Doubletree Hotel um, and a couple great new buildings coming in. The Reading Science Center just opened up across the street as well. So um, right in downtown Reading.
0: Okay. And, and talk to us about the parking because I was um, pleasantly surprised, I guess you'd say about the parking. Uh, tell us about some of the options there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So parking um, is run by the city. So the Reading Parking Authority handles all of our parking. Um, And there are about, I believe it's six garages within a four block walking distance from the arena. Um, And I think the biggest thing, the biggest asset to that is you come to a concert or an event here and the price that you're paying for parking is significantly lower than what you're going to pay to go to Philadelphia or New York or Baltimore to see a show um, so I think that's one of our our biggest advantages with our parking situation here.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I, I, you know, it's funny because we were coming to that event uh, where we, you know, we had the suite up top or whatever mm-hmm. that area was. I apologize if I'm not naming that correctly. But that's okay. I said to my wife, I'm like, oh, like we got to go to Reading. I'm like, I have no idea where to park. Like this is going to be, <laughs> you know, drama central. And uh, sure enough, we just it signs for parking. And yep. I think we parked in the parking garage. I'm pretty sure we did anyway. Yeah. And it was so, um, so simple. We were less than a block away at that point. So
1: exactly. Yeah. There's, there's at least three lots or garages within within our footprint within a block away. Um, And then there's some that get a little farther out, which, which really work well, if you're going to grab dinner at the peanut bar before you come in, or if you're going to, you know, hit up Judy's on cherry, you can, Eat lo- or eat dinner. Park there and come. You know, head down the block, two or three blocks to the arena.
0: Nice. Well, tell yeah. us a little bit about the uh, hockey games. Uh, again, I know we might not be, you know, viewing hockey at the Santander Arena for a few months now. I mean, who knows what's going on with the NHL season? I heard maybe like December-ish timeframe they're coming back. Is that? Yeah.
1: yeah, that was the that's the latest information that we have, um, and will the ECHL will will kind of align with the NHL. Um, as best we can. There's no reason for us to start too much before them. So um, the the most current information we have is that the goal is to start in December. Um,
0: the goal. I get it.
1: The goal. Like <laughs> see what I did there?
0: I did. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, <laughs> so we're aiming for a December start. Um, obviously, you know we've got teams all over the country and in Canada. So we're kind of collecting information to see in what states and what cities are able to operate with fans and what which ones are not. So there's a lot of uh, you know conversations going on with the ECHL and the board of governors to figure out who can play, when we can start playing and and so forth. So um we have intentions to start in December and until somebody tells me otherwise, we are full steam ahead.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, if you so if you wouldn't mind, uh, could you provide us with a little bit of uh, you know behind the scenes <laughs> on what it takes to produce a hockey game? Because I again, I can tell you when I went, there was never a dull moment there. So even in between puck drops, there was music playing or some sort of contest going, and then even in between periods, there was a lot happening. But but give us a, an overview of what it takes to produce something like that.
1: Absolutely. So we, you know, obviously not discounting what's happening on the ice. There's a hockey game and that's what we're here for. Um, But everything else that goes into that, we have a staff, um, our full-time staff is about 20 people. Um, Everything from a full ticketing staff to creative services who are doing all of those in-game graphics that you see, anything that's happening on the video boards, the replays, stuff like that. Um, a full marketing team, um, as well as sales and sponsorship. So, um, you know, we typically will have in in a regular season, you know, if COVID not being a thing, um, we would have a schedule typically in March for the following season that would begin in October. And from the day we get that schedule, we are busy planning what our theme nights are, what community outreach we're doing at those games Um, who we're reaching out to. So for example, I think when I saw you last, you came out, we had a tri-county chamber networking event. Um, It was a networking at night that we hosted you guys here. Um, So, you know, we make a list of all of those organizations that we want to bring in um, and what that looks like and what that partnership is. So for you guys, it was networking. For um, Breast Cancer Support Services of Berks County, we do Pink in the Rink, and it's a huge community initiative and a fundraising initiative for them. Um, so we get that calendar. We, you know, parse out what we're doing and and what community outreach we're doing with that. Who we're who we're calling to, to get tickets for those, um, and then all of the sponsorship stuff that goes along with it. So, I have gotten a, a pretty solid crash course in in hockey terminology and what what well, you these.
0: You knew your new goal.
1: I did, <laughs> but you know we have we have um, we have a power play sponsor we have you know sometimes things happen and they're like oh we should call it xyz and i'm like ah you're gonna have to translate this for me and why you know why that's a thing um so we try to get clever with our our sponsorship our penalty box is sponsored by crime alert brooks county um so you know when they're sitting in the penalty box it's surrounded by crime alerts um advertising so just like that that you know we try to get clever and creative with uh throughout the season and then you know, and then game day comes and we did a lot of work this past season in, you know, we have a great experience on the ice, great product on the ice. We have a great experience when you're sitting in the stands watching the game. Um, But the thing that we really focused on this year is we want you entertained from the second you walk through the door. Um, So you walk through our main entrance. We've got a DJ playing right in the concourse. We have balloon animals and face painting. And one night we had karaoke and line dancing. And depending on the theme, even the concourse has activity um, going on. And we really wanted to focus this year on on doing that so that even if you're not necessarily sitting in the stands, watching the game or watching the product that we're doing, you know, within those those walls, when you're outside in line for concessions or bathrooms or, you know, just stretching your legs, there's something to do and people to interact with. so yeah, so I think that's that's a pretty good overview of what we've we've got going.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I know there's a lot of businesses that take advantage of advertising with you. I mean, there's there's a lot of room and a lot of space, and like yes. you said, you guys are are uh, flexible enough to have some creativity in mm-hmm. how maybe a particular sponsor wants to you know work an event or you know a, sp- a specific sponsorship. So, um, can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the availability?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of what I have been doing over the past several years, but the last couple of months as well, is having the conversations with our partners and potential partners to find out what your goals are. So you may come to me and say, I'm just here for employee retention. I want to bring out my employees, entertain them, give them a good experience so they stay with us and they enjoy you know, working for our company. Um, you know, so in that sense, we're, we're working with our icebox, um, getting them out for, like you guys did on the top shelf lounge, food, beverage, networking, that kind of stuff to, to enjoy as a group. Um, other businesses will come to me and say, I just want I want my business name as big as you can get it on the largest piece of inventory you have. <laughs> um, and, and that's fun because we've got a lot of creative opportunities. Um, Right now, the ice box that I mentioned um, is our largest party space right on ice level. Um, It entertains about 75 people, but it is, it's a huge space of advertising and that space is recently available. So, you know, for example, we could splash that Victory Bank logo all over that wall and any fan that comes in knows that they're, they're in that space, recognizes the Victory Bank logo. Um, So, so that's kind of what, what we work with. And then you've got businesses that the activation they want to do is more to drive business to their location so we've got opportunities for um like chick-fil-a does gosh i love it they they literally drop cows from the rafters
0: um right. put,
1: like coupons in them so um so so that's fun <laughs> so we we try to find creative activations that way where the fans that get those cows have a, a coupon on them and then it drives traffic to to that location so um, it's really just figuring out what combination of goals you have, and then figuring out how we do that in a creative way that is more than just slapping your name on a billboard and, and walking away. We get to to really engage with our fans in a different way, um, with your brand. So, so that's kind of the goal there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what kind of attendance uh, mm-hmm. do you usually get at the, at the games?
1: Sure. So this past season, um, we actually just came under new ownership July 1 of 2019. Um, so under new ownership this last year, we had about 75,000 people come through our doors for hockey. Um, that was in the first 31 games. So COVID actually cut us off with five games remaining in our season that would have, would have blown that number out of the water with those, you know, attendance tends to increase as the season goes on. Sure. Um, we'd already clinched playoffs. We were looking for a good last run there. Um, but uh, with under new ownership and under new management, and just just a different way of, of investing in the team, um, we increased attendance over twenty thousand fans in those first thirty-one games from the year previous. So we really had a lot of momentum going right before they, you know, the world shut down. But um, but we're looking to to continue that momentum, and we're actually going into our twentieth anniversary season. So there's no reason not to keep keep plugging away that
0: way. Yeah, and and I can tell you, it's it's a great experience going to one of these games. Like I said, a, some a while back, uh, we were, remember we did the networking night at the chamber. What were we calling it? Were we calling it networking night? Or what was it called? Yeah, it
1: was network, I, do, is it networking at night that you guys
0: do? So, something, something, something like that. But anyway, we were a part of that um, area up top there. So we were overlooking the entire arena. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very clear because the, the ticketing process was smooth. We got ushered up via elevator to the top area. There, yep. again, you can fill in the names with any of these because I'm not familiar with them. Currently, uh,
1: it's the top shelf lounge, but okay. that space could be sponsored, so it could be could be whatever we want it to be.
0: Yeah. So we so we get in there. We're greeted by you know a, a, an usher or, or somebody who you know works for the arena there, directing mm-hmm. us to the food that was available. And then we basically had like, you know, the whole, like, you know, when you look at a hockey arena, it's kind of, um, you know, oblong shaped or whatever. I don't even know what that shape is, but <laughs> <laughs> we almost had like the entire back part, you know, behind the net there. It extended and mm-hmm. there was high top tables and it was just a just a really nice opportunity to um, network. You know, the arena wasn't, um, you know, that loud, you know, where the music was blaring and yeah you know, you were able to carry on a conversation. So it's just kind of like a a nice space and you guys really did a nice job with the hospitality.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. uh, the, The two spaces that we really do that in are the top shelf lounge and then the ice box, which is down on ice level. The experience is similar in that, you know, food and beverages included. There's a buffet and a bar right there on site. Um, the difference is like you said, that noise. So up on the top shelf lounge, it's way more conducive for networking, but down low, it's a little more in the action. It's a little more exciting, especially if you've got little ones there. Um, but you, know, you can still do the networking, but you're a lot more involved in the game, I think when you're down on that lower level uh, versus looking at it down from, from up top.
0: So, so for the audience, when Tammy's talking about uh, being <laughs> ice level for the ice box. She means ice level. Yes. Like it, literally, you could reach out and touch the glass if you yes. are participating in in one of this ice box space. Uh, yes. So essentially, what they do, I guess, if I'm describing this correctly, looking at it from up top, the way I did, you know, you you carved out a section of seats essentially, mm-hmm. and have an area where you can keep food, um, you know, to entertain clients or have some sort of get together, and then there's a big area where you can literally walk around, and you have high top tables and um, again, you can watch the game right uh, up against the glass, right?
1: Yep, exactly. And it's nice because, especially for the networking or the employee engagement, everything you need is right there. So the difference, in my opinion, the difference between getting a block of seats and sitting in, you know, in the regular stands is that everyone's getting up left and right to go to the bathroom, get concessions, whatever. If you're looking to do the networking or entertain and really get to know your employees or your clients those party spaces are are the way to do it because everything is right there no one really has a, a reason to leave obviously they're welcome to um, but it, it really gives you the opportunity to engage um, you know for the two and a half hours three hours that you're there um, to really get to know people and and you know mingle about as opposed to just sit in your sa- seat and watch the watch the game
0: right right so for those who are continuing to watch here uh, I, w- I would encourage you to tune in until the end here. Uh, because I believe Tammy has something special that she would like to announce. Uh, so uh, please continue to watch. Uh, Tammy, the uh, Santander Arena is a, is a big arena. Hockey's not the only thing that happens there, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Can, can you give us an idea of some of the other things that you host at the arena, please?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So every year, we about anywhere from 70 to 90 events can come through our doors. That includes hockey, um, 36 hockey games plus playoffs. So depending on the year we've got a lot of events that come through and it can be everything from um you know we do disney live which we cut down real small intimate space in the arena but we have mickey and Minnie here um for a family show but then we can also do um a big concert like eric church which we did was a thousand people in the building 360 degree seating um literally packed to capacity um but but a great event. So everything and everything in between. We've done um, Reading Craft Beer Festival a couple years in a row. So that's a little more interactive. Um, we we also manage um, the Santander Performing Arts Center. Um, so that's actually over on North 6th Street. It's about four blocks away from the arena. Um, but we do another 70, 80 events over there every year as well. And that we have our full Broadway series uh, presented by Keystone Spine and Pain Management Center. Um, we have a Full series over there with Broadway and then your smaller um touring shows that may not fill a full arena but but can do a nice uh you know 1700 seat performing arts center um so all in between hockey and both buildings keeps us pretty busy throughout the year
0: yeah the uh and the performing arts center is another great um venue there there's a lot of history uh So just when you walk in you just feel like you're in something special there which is pretty cool
1: Absolutely. And I think it's it's a space that I, obviously with my theater background is is dear to me, but it's also a space that, like you mentioned, it's so um, it has so much history that we really try not to do so much advertising over there to maintain the history and the beauty of that building. Um, there's definitely a different energy between what we do here at the arena with, you know, we I've got brand names on literally if there's an empty wall, I will put your logo on it. Whereas over at the Performing Arts Center, we really try to maintain the vibe over there and the energy that, you know, the history that's in that building and just let that building shine on its own.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, we have a few minutes left here. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about the Reading Royals, uh, the Santander Arena, any other programming?
1: Yeah, so um, I think the biggest thing that we are, are focusing on in light of, of COVID kind of keeping us from major gatherings, um, we, the Royals started back in March, I guess April, by the time we could, could kind of execute, um, we started our brand new youth hockey uh, program. So it is a three-pronged program that we we brought in Terry DeNyke, who is a former Royals player, um, but brought him in, he had a highly successful youth program before and, and you know, we brought him under our wing. He, he came in and said, you know, hockey should be Royals and whether it's little guys or big guys, we should all be doing this together. So he started that program over the summer with some learn to play clinics. Um, and now he's actually in the process of doing our league, uh, our youth league program that will take place over at body zone. Um, but those kids are now doing camps and and practices. So um, it's been a nice addition to have you know to be able to still do hockey um even if it's just for for the little guys and you know within covid restrictions we're not putting 5000 people through the building but we're still engaging in the community in that way um so there's some sponsorship opportunity there as well um in that sense i know you know the exposure is is lower um than it would be for a game you know with 5000 fans in the stands um but the the impact is is just as important if not more important to make sure that we are keeping our you know the young ones in our community active and engaged in what we're doing and you know so that's kind of my goal as as this December date is approaching is just you know even though we're not playing we're supposed to we're supposed to be opening in 10 days of you know in a typical season opening night is 10 days from now Um, So I wouldn't normally say, Bill, let's talk 10 days before opening. Um, But, you know, my my goal over the next several months is just really to continue to engage in the community. And whether that is bringing partners on to support what we're doing um, or just to learn more about the organizations with the Tri-County Chamber that I've not been able to connect with. You know, I've got time um, and I'd love to, you know, open that door for conversation just to just to have that information in the background as as our season starts to develop, I can keep my eye open for opportunities that make sense um, for other uh, other chamber members that that might have an interest in advertising up in Reading.
0: That's great. I <laughs> have a question uh, on Facebook here: Are the Reading Royals a Philadelphia Flyers affiliate?
1: Yes. So we are affiliated um, with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. is is the next level up from us, and then the Philadelphia Flyers is our NHL affiliate.
0: That's great. Thank yeah. you for answering. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, now we get to the really, really good stuff. Yes. You have something to give away. You've been so kind to do that uh, for the Chamber Chat audience. So please tell us uh, what you have to offer there.
1: Absolutely. So we um, are thrilled to give away a sweet night for one lucky winner. Um, our suites are up on the, the 300 level where, where we were talking about earlier, the top shelf lounge takes place. Um, it's up looking down. Um, it's, it's a beautiful space, a little bit smaller, a little more intimate. Um, so the certificate would include 14 tickets to that suite area. Um, it's a private space just to entertain, whether it's clients or a birthday party, whatever you want it for. Um, it's for 14 people and we're going to make it valid for this upcoming season, 2122 or sorry, 2021, 20, um, but also 2122. um, in case, you know, if you guys are maybe not ready to come out in a crowd yet or in a group yet, uh, we want to make that valid for the following season, uh, as well. So, um, all the information on that certificate comes right through me. So you guys would contact me to select the date once we've got a, a full schedule.
0: That is beyond generous of you. Um, Fourteen tickets to a hockey game in a suite. Come on, how could you not? Right?
1: <laughs> yes, I always say once you've once you've done a game or a concert in a suite, it's very hard to justify sitting downstairs again because it's such a different experience. It's such a you know you've just just a different experience upstairs.
0: Yeah. Um, so, how do folks go about winning uh, this suite?
1: So we can enter to win uh, by emailing me. Um, I, I guess Bill, can we put that in the chat later or at the? Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Just email me to enter to win, and then we can select that later today.
0: Awesome. That's <laughs> we're getting comments in here. Uh, it's that's like three hockey lines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? Hockey's a lot like life, right? You're either on the power play, or you know, <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to kill a penalty here or there. So there you
1: go. <laughs> but thank, you,
0: thank you for so much for uh, being on today. Greatly appreciate it. It was great to see you and to catch yes. up.
1: Yes, uh, it was good to see you. Hopefully, hopefully we can do this in person sometime soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I much prefer in person, but for now, the virtual thing is is what we got. So if I could ask you to hold on for just a few moments and folks, thanks once again for tuning into Chamber Chat Live. Uh, Last episode, guess what? I'm human. I forgot to give you your networking tip, but I'm back today to give you your networking tip. So typically when you're at events, you get a chance to meet uh, maybe a handful of people, 10 people, a dozen people. Well, Uh, You may or may not have a sort of relationship with those folks. It's kind of tough to develop uh, at first. But one thing that I always try to do is anybody that I meet and I have a meaningful conversation with, I always try to follow up with some sort of communication, whether it be a phone call or an email, just saying that it was nice to meet you and would welcome the opportunity to talk a little bit further. Um, It doesn't even necessarily need to be about business per se, Um, But just connecting with, you know, another individual, hopefully that can lead to some synergies and, uh, you know, certainly says a lot about your character and about your brand. If you remember a few episodes, I was talking about, uh, you know, having your own brand, whether it's something you wear or it's a smile or whatever it is. Um, This is what I incorporate into my own personal brand as well is just the sincere appreciation that um, I was able to have a conversation with somebody. And I don't know if you remember, Tammy, I sent an email to you. Thanking you yes. for inviting us to the performing arts.
1: Absolutely.
0: So people, people remember that. So yes. uh, so there's your networking tip um, from me. And thank you again for tuning into Chamber Chat today. My name is Bill Vitiello. I am the institutional and business development manager for the Victory Bank. Again, thank you to Drew Griffin from Delicious Marketing, our sponsor, simply PEO, the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, and the great students at the Montgomery County Community College. Communicating Arts and Production Group. So until we connect again, all my best, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com.